We are skipping the intro this morning, uh, going straight to live coverage right now at Buckingham Palace to uh, see what's going on with Queen Diane. Never mind. Are you serious? <laughs> I just did that. Oh, I didn't get a heads up. <laughs> Welcome to the Bushels and Barrels program. Well, you never can tell how we're going to start this show. Does anybody give two shits? About the queen dying. I think a lot of people do. Do they re- in America? I think, I think a lot of people do. I don't know I why. Don't. I, I don't. I know don't why. care. I don't care. You know, she's 96 years old. This is not a surprise. Uh-huh. That whole monarchy over there is Aren't a bunch of bullshit. Aren't you being insensitive? I sure am. And you love it. <laughs> I mean. God rest her soul. Okay, thank you. You know, yeah. but it's not like Tom Brady just died. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know how to answer that. No, I mean, Tom is is quite young. It would be it would be a shocker to the world. Do you think, I think. the queen has maybe the U.S. The oh, Ryan. <laughs> Goodness. Sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> no, I don't think she did. Okay, but I really think that maybe she passed away before yesterday, and we didn't. No, until yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get this out of the way. Okay. Thank you for joining the Bushels and Barrels program. (laughs) We are actually here on a Friday, not a Saturday, a Sunday, or Monday, or just flat-ass miss. Yeah. We are here. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. And Facebook. Ryan Peter on Facebook. (laughs) You are Jessica Peter on Facebook. And Bushels and Barrels on Telegram is who you are, right? Yes. And Mrs. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. So I am tired of this, this queen. Whenever you text me yesterday, I was working yeah. <laughs> and you said, oh, the queen died. And I just thought, well, there goes TV for the next week. Yeah. Just next week. And you know, what's really unfortunate about this. What? Like, I think the casualty of all this is going to be the commemorate, the true commemoration that 9-11 deserves each and every year. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's been on things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, for those of you who don't know me personally, um, although you're getting to know me pretty personally here with this podcast for the past nine months, um, I'm a, I'm a person that I never, ever want to forget 9-11 and what that meant to this country, what it did, what it did to me inside, just the patriotism that was displayed right after 9-11 mm-hmm. never left me. I wasn't nearly as patriot, or nearly the patriot beforehand. Now I love the country. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I wasn't near what I am now. And it started right after nine eleven, mm-hmm. and and the absolute horror that that I remember remember watching unfold on TV that day. I was twenty two years old, living in Sparta, Illinois. I mean, that's a hundred and twenty miles away from my mom and dad, and. Uh, just freshly graduated out of college and to see that happen is it's just it's just one of those things it just it it's burned in my brain mm-hmm. i'll never forget and and uh you know we have younger listeners to this program mm-hmm. some of which who weren't even born yet right and i i I'd encourage those kids to study up on 9-11 what actually happened 
why it was just such a significant thing. Nobody had, we'd had plane hijackings before, Mm -hmm. but generally they generally always, they landed the plane, sat on the tarmac, negotiated for some sort of ransom Mm -hmm. and tried to get away. This time they hijacked planes and used them as missiles and flew them into buildings with just innocent, innocent people on board. And, and then the story of flight 93, which I still want to get to, uh, uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania and visit that monument sometime. Now that COVID's over, I think maybe we could, mm-hmm. cause I wasn't going to go and have to wear a mask and socially distance and all that shit. But, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just a shame that the media is wall to wall, this queen dying. And I'm afraid it's going to cast a huge shadow over what Americans really need to be focused on this. Don't you think that that's a planned thing though? Like I think that (laughs) I think it's all planned and you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. No, go ahead. But the patriotism that you speak of, I think is overshadowed by this, this, the queen passing. And I think it has to be planned or else, because, because that's something that all Americans, all Americans could get on board with right back in Oh one. Right. And now it's it's wall to wall. Yeah. You know, there is no I mean, you you watch Fox News. I don't really listen or pay attention to a whole lot of what they say. Um sometimes they say some funny things, but like it's not real news. I I feel like they're still it's controlled media. So anyway, it's very it's very unfortunate. So I think that it has to be planned. I don't know. Call me crazy. Well, you're not the only one crazy for thinking that then, because what was funny is yesterday after Jessica texted me and told me that the queen had died. And I said, the world is going, the world is melting down right now. Fox News was melting down too, you said. Yes. Which I'm, I'm, I'm in a tank truck. I don't have any idea. Which I was in the office. I got out of the office and I, you had left on Fox News after you left for the day. And I just, I never turned the TV off. So when I was in the office, I'm like, oh, breaking news, breaking news, Fox News alert. You know, that's. Right. That's kind of one of those things. But it started out with them saying, oh, the queen has been ushered into this medical care you know whatever and then all of a sudden she passes away early afternoon yeah so i don't i don't know well you sent a text right after that of course you Mm. know i I had a very smart ass remark back like how will we ever go on yeah i just i don't believe in that whole thing the people that get wrapped up in this these this royal family there's nothing royal about them they put their pants on one leg at a time just like we all do there's the only reason they're where they're at is not because of anything they've ever actually done in their life. The reason they're where they're at is because they were born right there. Born, yeah, their bloodline. You know, it's like uh, Tony Reed, Grown Corn 2020, the straightforward farming podcast. If you're not listening to that, go listen to it. He texted me this morning and he just said, "You know, <laughs> back during the American Revolution, we whipped these people's ass to get away from this, and I'll be damned if we're not sitting here in front of our TVs and it's getting shoved down our throat right now." That's true. It is. That's true. Yeah. You know, I think that there is a, a piece of fantasy in me as a little girl, you know, being a, a princess or a queen one day, you know, that was a fantasy land that I lived in that I was just like, oh, how nice would it be to be a princess or be as a queen? As a child, and, of course. But but not only that, I mean, there's, there's adults that just, you know, live in that fantasy land and then they get caught up in it and then... Megan, whoever she is, Megan Markle or whatever, it is unbelievable. A, yeah, the number of people in this royal family, the, the the 
Duchess of Wales, the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. something of Lancaster. It's so stupid. I spent 45, like, so I woke up this morning at 5.30 and I go down, grab me a cup of coffee and I grab my phone because I don't want to watch TV and all this damn coverage. Right. I grab my phone and I think, okay, I'm going to say something about this on the podcast today, but I want to be somewhat well-read about it before I go on there and just start spouting shit off. I read article after article for 45 minutes and you know what i learned about the this royal family what absolutely damn nothing mm. besides they are nothing like they don't do anything oh humanitarian efforts and they play a certain role in the government what big deal mm. the only reason you're there you're not even voted there you're born <laughs> it's like such a joke well and I don't know why people get so obsessed with it. I don't either. Just like the weddings and all that, you know, they stay up all night or wake up early in the morning to watch the royal weddings. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I woke up this morning, before today, I should say, I, like I woke up yesterday morning before this queen crap broke thinking, cool, tomorrow morning, whenever I wake up, generally speaking, Fox News always for the three to maybe four days preceding 9-11, they'll have maybe 9-11 survivors mm-hmm. or 9-11 people who had a parent who, who died in the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Stories of heroism, things like that. I love seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I woke up this morning and none of it. That's why I think there's something to the whole covering up of American patriotism and what brought us all together as Americans back, you know, over yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. That's. I, well, you're not the only person. I mean, you sent that text like yesterday after you told me she died. And you said, yeah, she probably actually died two weeks ago. I did. We're just now finding out. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because last night, whenever yeah. Tony was texting me back and forth just a little bit about this crap, uh-huh. uh, he said he was just going on about his TikTok feed was full of nothing but conspiracy theorists associated with the queen's death and that she actually died two years ago is what these people are trying to say and it has something to do with uh nine plus eight equals 17 which somehow (laughs) or another turns into 666 i don't even know i didn't see the tiktoks Uh he sent me one of them was just well now that you're talking about it, your phone's gonna show it's gonna show up on your phone now so and everybody listening so i sincerely apologize for this (laughs) (laughs) oh but I don't know. It, it's just this is this is in my opinion this is something that um, <laughs> it should have maybe maybe for the people that's interested a thirty second blurb on the news and straight back to remembering nine eleven. Yeah, this weekend absolutely. Well, you know, um, on Telegram, a lot of people, you know, the off not the the off stream, not the mainstream. So the the secondary publications and that kind of news shows up on my telegram and somebody had posted this morning. Don't forget back in June, they used a hologram for the parade that the queen was in a hologram queen in the back of a carriage. Oh, it wasn't, she wasn't really there then. Yeah. She wasn't there. Oh. It was a hologram. Yeah. yeah. It was a creepiest looking thing, but it was weird. Yeah. But that was back in June and here we are in September. So, right. There's something, there's got to be something to it. And the fact that, you know, there's no 9-11 coverage on Fox, which is supposed to be conservative, but we all know that whatever. Right. Well, and you know, here's the other thing I learned about this stupid queen thing. They get their money from the taxpayers just Mm -hmm. over in England. I mean, there's just a stipend that goes to them just because they're the family. Mm. That's unbelievable. Mm Mm-hmm. 
See, I don't know anything about any of I that. I didn't either. Yeah. But okay. once again, as I was reading it, it's just... It just looks like all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's anything of yeah. importance at all. Well, I think there's that fantasy land that people live in and they get caught up in it and ate up with it and or just ate up. I, mean, I want to go see the Grand Canyon. I could not give a shit less about Buckingham Palace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just. You just have no interest. None. No. Because they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, I mean she's, not, maybe she's some been of on the nice throne. People. She's been on the throne for over seventy years. Well, that's what they say. Whatever yeah. the hell the th- okay. What's the throne? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she's the ruler of the kingdom. And now I guess her son's going to be the king. Mm-hmm. Now that she's died. Mm-hmm. But see, what did he do? But see, how many kings and queens are there today? Are they are they the only ones in the world? I don't know. Surely not. There's probably other kingdoms out there. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, we hear about the prince every now and then, don't we? The prince and the yeah. king, yeah. Well, I don't hear about the king, but oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. Oh well. I think it's a. I think it's a whole. It's a. It's a part of a fantasy land. The ca- uh, yeah. And you know, all the Disney classics had kings and queens, and you know that's what I grew up watching. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I don't know. Nine eleven is the casualty this weekend. Right. And that's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, farming update. Uh, there are. A few combines running around here shelling some corn. Uh, moisture levels is, from what I'm understanding, the driest is 25%. The wettest is 35, 38. Why anybody would shell that, I don't know, but that's their farm, not mine. But I'm still probably two and a half weeks away before my first soybeans would be ready. Um, Are you ready? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm basically... I, yeah. The guy that's working on my combine, finishing up the hydrostat, I'm not worried that he's not going to be done yet. I mean, he'll be done long for that. And I every year after I'm done with fall harvest, I pull my bean head and my corn head in the shop right then and go through them. So when I put them away for the year, they're ready to go. So it's ready to go. But yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to roll. Mm-hmm. I'm just got to wait on the way. You know, um, whenever Jess and I were in Florida, there was a hailstorm that came through here. Mm-hmm. So my uh, crop insurance adjuster went and looked at it, and sure enough, uh, there was there was hail damage. And I don't know if this is specific to a variety of corn that I planted or it's just the weather. I got some down corn, and you can't see it from the road. You got to get out in it. And it's not bad but in order for me to get an extended harvest payment from my crop insurance it's got to be 20 percent or worse and she wrote me up for 80 acres that i'm going to get paid on as extended harvest credit because i've got down corn hmm. she said it's all got ears on it it looks like good corn it's just on the ground hmm. so that's freaking exciting hmm. are we going to go pick it i will combine it but hmm. i mean you you combine that when it's good and dry and, and the shit will slide up the head because I don't have a corn reel. I have, I've got access to one if I want to put it on, but I don't want anything to do with down corn. It's awful. So really? maybe that's maybe that's the reason some of these guys are going so early is what they are is just mm-hmm. maybe they know the stock quality or whatever. And we've had some hellacious winds right here this summer. And we always do in the fall also. Yeah. There's one or two storms yeah, there's that come one, through. Yeah, there's always mm-hmm. seems like there's one or two big storms that mm-hmm. come through where I mean just you hope you have really good stock quality, but mm-hmm. there's your farming update. Otherwise, nothing else is going on. Uh, tank truck business is booming right now. Yeah, but, we're staying busy. Yeah, but I didn't get a call to do anything this morning, so we're here. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So anyway, what's going on in your world? Um, Alden started school this week, so that's fun. And I think that they, they're going, his school is actually going back to, I guess, government schools used to start after Labor Day. And then they moved it up and kept moving it up and stuff. And so um, anyways, they start after Labor Day. And uh, I kind of like that. I like that. We got, I got um, a lot of clothes on sale because all of the back to school clothes, they had their sales. <laughs> and so they got picked over. And then I go in after everybody's back in school and then they even have them marked down. Further. Yeah. So <laughs> I was pretty Look excited. You go saving so, money. Yeah. His, all of his uniform clothing and stuff. We got, we got pretty good deals on it. Yes, it was picked over and not as much to choose from, but they were a lot cheaper. So Alden goes to a, a new school. It's his second year in yep. existence. It's mm-hmm. called Ambassador Christian Academy in Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. And it's a Christian school. Had a great experience with it last year. Yeah. He loved it. I loved it. I thought it was a great. I think, he was ready for it. I think it's a great school. Uh-huh. Um, I heard, or should I say overheard, somebody say the reason they don't want to send their kid there. Okay. Oh, Yes. <laughs> you're going to tell our podcast audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a Christian Academy. Yes. And they're afraid that if they said, they said something along the lines is I'm afraid that if I send my kid there, they're just going to turn him into a preacher. Is that, did I sum that up correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They're afraid that if they do that, they're going to turn out to be a preacher. God forbid. Oh my gosh. You know, that's bothered me. Ever since I heard that, it's bothered me. I've heard it from more than one person. So it must be a talking point amongst some groups in Mount Carmel. Mm. But like, they're afraid. (laughs) You know what? If that child is called, you know, and we're, I believe that we're all called to learn the truth, know the truth and share the truth. Um, And that's the gospel of Jesus. But I, I have a hard time. Like, you know what? You're taking your kid, you're putting in them in a Christian school what is wrong with them learning about Jesus and wanting to live their life and share the gospel of Jesus Christ? There's nothing wrong with that. That's what got me. It's like, if that's an argument, you don't want to send your kid to a Christian school. There's something messed up there. There's something bad messed up. I mean, okay, I can't put words in anybody's mouth, but this is what I can surmise out of it. Mm-hmm. They're more important of their kid being popular, maybe the standout sports athlete. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being in with mm-hmm. the in crowd. Yeah. And I can only think that they're insinuating that uh, turning out to be a preacher means you're not in the in crowd. <laughs> well, if not being in the in crowd means that I make it to heaven, mm-hmm. <laughs> small price to pay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's mind blowing, honestly. Just kind of like, what? If you're looking at a Christian school anyways, what is the D? I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand. To me, that just, it doesn't make sense in my brain. But people want to, you know, people people think that way, I guess. So, oh, for sure. So, so for fine. Sure. It's fine. And everybody everybody fine. can have their own opinion. If you're, if, if you're actually afraid that your kid would be a preacher, I, I, I don't. Whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thankful kids turn into preachers. <laughs> right. Because I need somebody to preach to me because I didn't go that route. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Very interesting. Or not formally anyway. It's actually very unfortunate. Not interesting. It's just unfortunate that, you know, the popular way is not Christ's way. And I was listening to the Victory News and um, they had a special on their Flashpoint and they talked about the history of God in school and the prayer in school. And so how prayer actually got taken out of school was this gal, and I can't recall her name off the top of my head, but um, this woman said that her son was forced to say the Lord's Prayer or a 20, it was a 22 word prayer that was a non-denominational prayer, but they were praying for the teachers. They were praying for the students. They were praying for the country. Um, and all this prayer had, um, had been approved by all of the religions, Catholics, Jews, um, Christians, Baptists, all of Pentecost, all of the religions in the States at that point, I think it was in the forties, maybe whenever they approved this prayer that this is the prayer that you can pray every morning, you know, when you say the pledge or whatever. And the the mom of this kid is an atheist. She says she's an atheist or whatever. She's just not a super overly nice person. They were talking about the statistics after prayer was taken out of school in the 60s. Just how things have changed. Just how things have changed. And like teen pregnancy has gone up like 700%. Um STDs in teenagers have gone up astronomical since then. So anyways, when they were trying to find these stats, they actually would not give them the stats. They said prayer had nothing to do with any of these things rising. Well, that was the only thing that changed in American history was prayer taken out of school. And, um, so it was very interesting. It was, it was such a good, good, like document. I, I plan on listening to it a few more times so that I can get those numbers and, and, well, and you know, do my own research. I, given, given the time frame you, you said the forties, I believe it, it, no, it was in the sixties whenever prayer was taken out of school. Okay. I do believe Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. hear me out. Mm-hmm. That's about the time the all out war on the nuclear family started. Right. You know, yeah. the dad's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Mom can do it. The dad's not necessary. I mean, that's that's whenever... Well, and in the 50s, women were still at home most of the time, right? Yeah, and that's when yeah. the big feminist movement uh-huh. came. Of, we don't have to be homemakers. We can go out and do everything a man can do. Right, which is not true, but yes, that's true. I, I get when, when women are like, you know what? I'm just as strong as a man. Well, you're really not physically as strong as a man. You can't do the things that man, men can do. And that's, I get that's it, if, it you want, if you want to try, but it is what it is. You're not physically capable of do, Yeah. Anyway, so um, that was a good little, that was a good little thing. Yeah. Yeah. On the Victory Channel, it was Flashpoint. It was a special edition on a Wednesday this this week. Gotcha. Um, but also, I wanted to let everybody know on Telegram, which we're up to 47 followers there. which 47? Is 47. We're doing okay. Yeah, not too bad. So... <laughs> I don't know who follows on there. I have some some people come in and comment and stuff, but I share um, pertinent articles and uh, things that I find interesting, things that you you and I talk about, and I find the article and then I'll share it there. But I also shared my worship playlist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Jesus and stuff, and so I on Telegram I shared the playlist that I listen to whenever I need a little bit of pick me up or something throughout the week. Um, sometimes I'm singing, you know. 
I'll never forget the time I was power washing and you looked over at me and you said, mom, I looked at you today and I could just see you singing and I figured you were listening to the Bee Gees or whatever. And I just looked over <laughs> and you were having a good day. And I said, that was actually my Jesus music, but yeah. yeah exactly. Which <laughs> So I shared my playlist. It's an Apple, it's an Apple playlist and it's glory to God and it's by Jessica Peter. And I think you can get on there and you can download it. I think so. So cool. anyways, cool. I wanted to share that little tidbit of info. Well, yeah. any other small talk or we want to jump into some news? I've got a pile of it here. You do? I do. Okay. I mean, well, you told everybody last week that we were going to talk about being a stay at home mom. Is that what? If you want to turn this into a two hour program, I mean, that's where oh. it's going to go. Okay. Or at least I think it will. Okay. I think that maybe we should talk about the news. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now she's back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Fauci update. We forgot to tell everybody that he's resigning. <laughs> Well, retiring <laughs> from from the new york times headline fauci says he will step down in december to pursue his next chapter oh boy in december eh mm. why would why would you wait until december what would be significant about december flu season <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what what happens in november oh the election uh, ah. Mr. Fauci, I mean, are, do you need, do you think you need to get out of town before, uh, you get, before the Dems get their ass kicked and mm. maybe some investigations start about some of the things that you've been instrumental in just a wondering. Mm. So if there's ever a guy that deserves to be, if Donald Trump deserves the shit he's going through, multiply it times a hundred for this Fauci guy. There's a Missouri representative that called for his emails. You do know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now they have to give up all of their their emails during, I mean, it was five big tech companies and the NIH and then I think the CDC. Yeah. Also, they have to show their communications. Right. Because they started hiding the ivermectin stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, and see, I have that in the okay. pile here. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear what he had to say about um, the next booster? Mm -hmm. and subsequent boosters. Did you hear any of that? I've got the sound clip. Let's listen. Once a year, yeah. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. Forever shots. Forever. Every once a year. Every year gotta get another COVID shot. I you know, the COVID shots that they only test on mice, not people. The COVID shots that uh, the Lancet reported about, like that weaken your immune system, all all together weaken your immune system. Those shots, Doctor Fauci, this is bullshit. Like whatever, and then and then to boot, Epoch Times headline: New ivermectin study demonstrates ninety two percent reduction in COVID nineteen mortality rate. Did you hear about that? Mm hmm. What do you think about that? I think people need to be charged for murder. 
That's what I think. You look at Do how- you remember all of the pharmacists who said, you're not getting ivermectin from my pharmacy? Damn right. Do you remember that? And people were like, okay, we're going to go to the veterinarians. And then we're just going to use the paste that they, that they use for horses. People were using the paste on themselves- Yes. Because they could not get it from pharmacies. The legacy media, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, zero credibility. CNN, it's a horse tranquilizer. (laughs) Uh, FDA tweeted on August 21st, 2021, quote, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. That's the FDA tweeted that a little over a year ago. And then this study comes out. A new peer-reviewed study concluded that the mortality rate in people who used ivermectin regularly was 92% lower than in non-users and 84% lower than in irregular users. This is a study of 88,012 people in a Brazilian city. Dr. Benjamin Marble, an urgent care specialist in Florida who has been practicing for over two decades, asserts that he and his group have treated about 150,000 acute COVID-19 patients and have only lost six people. Mm. The nearly 100% effectiveness was achieved, Marble says, using the McCullough, that's Dr. McCullough, protocol, of which ivermectin is the cornerstone drug. This is another great study which proves ivermectin works against COVID-19, something I already knew as a simple fact, Marble told the Epoch Times. Marble thinks the study should be the nail in the coffin to the claims that ivermectin does not help against COVID. So there you go. And anybody the past two years that said a damn word about ivermectin was accused of spreading disinformation. Right. And being called a conspiracy theorist. And a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Isn't it funny the way all these conspiracy theories come true or or are proven maybe six months later, maybe two years later, are proven to be true? (laughs) When did the queen die? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm serious. I know. It's crazy. So, right there, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Get lost. Did you hear um there's a the the COVID-19 response coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. A broken jaw? No. You want to hear the quote? Go ahead. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other for the COVID shot. <sighs> not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. D- do you know why I believe God gave me two arms? For a left-hand hook and a right-hand hook to hit you. <laughs> me? No. You're looking at me pretty no. serious. No. Like you're- <laughs> hashish pipe or hashish jaw or whatever you yeah. just... Hash pipe. Whatever it's... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. To, to bust your jaw. That's- right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan does not hit me. No, I pro- <laughs> I- <laughs> to hit you. This coming from the guy who's never been in a fight ever. <laughs> but I do have two arms, so don't mess with me. But isn't this a joke, though? Like, is it not a joke? One for the flu shot and one for the COVID-19 shot. I was bullied into getting the flu shot by my OB whenever I was pregnant. Like, because I had stopped getting the flu shot completely. And she's like, oh, you're going to get respiratory, blah, 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 blah. And I trusted her. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I will. 
And then I didn't. But then you've got pregnant women who always get the flu too. And they can't take anything for it. Like what? <laughs> doesn't make any sense to just go ahead and get it. Yeah. It doesn't. I, so hmm. I've never gotten the flu shot ever yeah. in my life. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I don't miss it. Yeah. I seem to be, I seem to be pretty healthy. But it's got to be a joke. Like all this administration is just outrageous. I agree. Yuck. Anyways, totally I'm sorry. Agree. I'm sorry. I just look at these people and laugh. God gave you two arms to work, man. Yeah. Not for shots. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, you remember last week we talked about my experience going to, it wasn't a school board meeting, but the meeting with the first responders. Yeah. Uh, I had a listener and I can't remember who, who it was. And I'm, I'm so sorry for not being able to say who it was. Cause I just can't remember who it was, but they sent me an article, um, about this over by St. Louis. Hmm. Okay. So that prompted me to get online and do some research. K head or this is from KQTV Channel 2, St. Joseph, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Headline West Nottaway School Board votes yes to allow teachers to carry firearms. Fantastic. On Wednesday, West Nottaway School Board said yes to using the School Protection Officer Program. The program will let teachers and administrators carry firearms in school. The board vote was 5-2 to two in favor of the Missouri state law made in 2014. The potential for using this program came after the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 students and two teachers were killed. Teachers and administrators would have to complete state-approved training to be allowed to carry guns in school. That is great news. I think that's wonderful. I, 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 I disagree with absolutely nothing in this article except for the two that weren't in favor of doing this. Hmm. And I think it's great that Missouri has a state law made in 2014 just to open the door for a, a school teacher to be able to carry a gun. Yeah. First line of defense. Mm -hmm. Cops, I mean, the teacher's always going to be there before the cop. So... I, I thought that was great. I contend that is the best idea and the best way to prevent any of these school shootings is to arm the teachers. Our president is surrounded by armed guards at all times. And why not protect our children like this? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would be wonderful to see that in Illinois. So have you heard about the uh, Safety Act in Illinois? There's my stuff. There it is. Have you heard about this? Maybe heard about it. You'll have to remind me. I haven't been paying attention. So a good friend of mine from Mount Carmel, Craig Halbig, a couple of weeks ago, sent me a blurb about this mm -hmm. and said, you need to look into this. So as I've kind of done research and now just this morning, it hit Twitter. Mm. Um, what J.B. Pritzker here in Illinois and our idiot lawmakers are doing that we made fun of California last week. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to give them a run for their money with this one. So the uh, the mayor of Orland Park, that's a sound, or uh, the mayor of Orland Park, that's a suburb of Chicago. His name is Keith Pico. He uh, made a statement the other day, and he he's running for Congress too. So if you're up there, vote for this guy because I I agree totally with what he just said. Here's what he had to say about the Safety Act. By uh, Donut Pritzker. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. 
It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. If Bailey isn't running on this alone, he will lose this election. I kind of had that same thought. This is ripe for the pickings for Darren Bailey. Like this, this right here. He wins the election if that's all he runs on. This starts in January of this year, or if next year, 2023. He, right. This goes into effect. Okay, think about this. Individuals on electronic monitoring must be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. If you have an ankle bracelet, you can leave your house for up to 48 hours. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Abolishes cash bail for almost every offense? So you, so I, I you want to, you want to, um, oh, what were they doing in the summer of love a couple years ago? What do they call those? Uh, smash and grabs, mm-hmm. smash and grab robbery. Go do it. Get thrown in jail. You get a ticket, whatever. No cash bail. You can walk right back out. These communists are so prevalent in today's world in our, in our government. I, I mean, come on. Prohibits officers from removing trespassers from your residence, residence, where you live, or business. Somebody can walk in our door, and the only thing the police can do is give them a ticket? But it's up to me to decide how much force we need to use to get them out? Well, I'll tell you how much force. I, I know. Is it just... How much force, Jessica? I'm not going to say it. Come on, say it. (laughs) You want to talk the big game, back it up here. I don't have to back it up. Show up. See what happens. (laughs) Mess around and find out. Yeah, but not mess. (laughs) No. Truck truck around and find out. Yeah. It's one of the Uh, best lines ever. Yeah. Don't believe me? Truck around and find out. Yeah. Except they don't say truck. Right. This This is an absolute shit show. This is... This is terrible for Illinois. It's terrible for the states. Where is he? What? Who voted for this? Uh, and and where's their conscience? Right. And then if they believe in, you know, well, now, you know, Biden's backtracking and saying, oh, the Democrat Party backs up police. Like, no, they want to defund the police. They've always wanted to defund the police because that's where their voters are, I guess, in the... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just this is this is scary. This is I mean, you want to talk about people wanting to leave Illinois. This I, would be why. Th- this is thank God we live down here to where just our our neck of the woods. We don't have a whole lot of anything. 
but there's nothing a whole lot to steal you mean yeah i mean we just loot. we just don't have crime like they've got up in chicago mm-hmm. and i i once again i wish either chicago would become its own state and leave us down here the hell alone or i would have loved whenever cat came here or whenever cat was still here i should say to go buy a dozer and just push that shithole off into lake michigan right i mean that's <laughs> There you go. And the ironic thing, it's just like everything associated with government. Everything. The Inflation Reduction Act, now it's going to make inflation go up. But it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, every, it seems like every single thing the government, whatever they name it, it does the opposite. The Absolutely. Affordable Health Care Program. Yeah, it wasn't affordable. Obamacare. Yeah, there was nothing affordable about it. This is called the Safety Act. <laughs> there's nothing safe about this it's going to do the exact opposite okay so who do we call we call our representatives and we say what the heck is going on and you better be pushing this mm. pushing back well but see that's the thing we can call our representative adam Niemerg. Mm-hmm. he's a decent dude i met him a couple times mm-hmm. i don't have anything bad to say about him but he's so damn outnumbered in this state you know, it's kind of like if Darren Bailey gets elected here in Illinois. He's the guy running against Donut Pritzker. If he gets elected, it's all—it's just like the only thing we can do is slow this shit down because he's not going to be able to do hardly anything because they're still going to have a Democrat-controlled Senate and a Democrat-controlled House, and it takes all three of them to work together to do anything. That's why these Democrats are so dangerous when they're in complete control. Look at the federal government. Federal government. House of Representatives, mm-hmm. controlled by Democrats. Same with the Senate. Same with the presidency. And look what they've done in 18 months. This is, I mean, this is Illinois so ex- is no different. It's so extreme. It's so extreme. Yeah. Y'all, I, I know. I know. I but This is like extreme madness. Who would have ever dreamed in the United States of America, I don't give a damn what state you live in. Mm-hmm. That somewhere in the United States of America, somebody can break in your house and all the cop can do is give him a ticket until you tell the cop to remove him. That's nuts. <laughs> so I guess, hypothetically speaking, I guess next summer we go to Florida and we're sitting on the white sand beaches of, of uh, Destin or Fort Walton Beach. We look at our ring door cam to find somebody broke into our front door and it's now just perusing through our house. You know, we got alerted. Mm-hmm. So we call up Sheriff Derek Morgan, who is a great friend of mine and a great sheriff, and tell Derek, hey, somebody is wandering through my house right now. I'm in Fort Walton Beach. You're telling me that all Derek can do because of the safety, how ironic, safety act, mm-hmm. is walk into my house, hand that dude a ticket, But unless I tell Derek, get this asshole out of my house. Derek can't do anything. That's exactly the way I read this. And the people that vote for this shit, I hope every damn one of them, I hope every damn one of them have their house broken into. I do. 
I don't know that that's the answer, but well, yeah, I, yes, it is. Oh, the bat, the shit that these people impose on us, they need to live with, and well, that's always been I get the problem. What you're sa- I get what you're saying. Congress passes the Affordable Care Act, but they don't have to abide by it. They don't right. have to do it. Just like the COVID shots, they didn't have to abide. They by didn't it. have to abide by those. But we no, have to. Yeah, but nobody spoke about that. Right. This is the bullshit of it. I, I w- hope these people. I hope these people reap the crop that they are sowing. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately, I know it's going to be people like me and you. Yeah. Oh. Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Do you? Sometimes, have whenever I, I know I don't have a furries <laughs> update, but sometimes whenever I get emotional, I tap the. Let's see if I can do it again. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. When I tap the table, that, that kicks on. It's only that what sound I, patch. I don't get it. What I meant whenever I said, I don't know that that's the answer. Is I just, I just wish that there were so many good people that bad things wouldn't happen to anybody and that we would have laws in place that would keep us protected. That's what, that, because that's where my mind goes. I'm not wishing and hoping for all of this crap to happen to, to our elected officials if they're actually truly elected. But I, I just <laughs> then can't you throw that in there. Well, I'm just saying, I yeah. mean, really, because that's why I think it's important to vote because these are the people that are, that are throwing this stuff into our government. But if we find out that all of this stuff is actually people are being selected instead of elected, then we have an entirely different issue. Regardless, if you voted for this, I mm-hmm. hope your house gets broke into. Well, I hope it gets looted. I hope that all the nice pictures you have on your wall, I, I, I hope your house gets the shit tore out but of it. But I have a hard time like hoping that for somebody. I don't. <laughs> because they don't care about me and you. That I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You know, if these people were up there, if these people are in Springfield to serve, what what's serving about this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Serving us a bunch of shit's what it is. Makes me I just I, I and then you do something really stupid, you end up with an ankle monitor and you're allowed to leave your house for 48 hours. And like that like that uh mayor just said, in 48 hours, you could you could get in a car and be halfway to Alaska, if not more. Yeah. And at that point, now we got to go find you. Well, say the criminal is a pilot. They could fly in a plane wherever they want to. <laughs> get wherever they want to. Well, for an astronaut, they could be out of this world. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, just... I thought Elon I had Musk a, friend. I thought I had a point there, though. Like, they could just d- take off and the, the be po- gone. The point is, is, no matter what, they could be gone. Yeah. I Because I, uh. I don't know. Do those ankle bracelets... I, see, guys, I've never had an ankle bracelet. <laughs> do they just go off when you leave your premise? Or do they have some sort of GPS on them? Wherever you go, you're being tracked. Of course, you know, if somebody's going to try to get away, they're just going to cut the damn thing off and go. Right, and then but if I they have 48 I, hours, then, I mean, does it alert them? There's I don't so know. Many questions. This is so bogus. Well, obviously, I mean, it's like a shot collar for the dog, you know. You get you get around <laughs> a certain perimeter, get past a certain perimeter. Mm-hmm. Instead of shocking you, it alerts the cops, you know, hey, this person just got out of this boundary. Probably. But does it have a GPS on it that if I get past the boundary and I just keep on running? I'm sure it does. does it? I don't know. I'm sure it does. I don't know. All we really need is their cell phone, whatever phone they're using. We just need their phone number. Well, if they've, if they've listened to this podcast before, they know not to carry their cell phone doing any yeah. devious acts. That's funny. Leave it's your cell funny. phone at home so everybody can just say, well, he's at home. It could have been him. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I listened to Truth and Liberty podcast and Mario Murillo was talking about how blatant this these lawmakers and Biden's administration and just how evil some of this stuff is. And like um, Podesta was appointed to, to a certain office this last week and he has some of the most atrocious emails and pictures and paintings and stuff that are in his office and in his home. And, and so all of that has been released to the public. And this was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mario Murillo was talking about how blatant it is, just like with the inflation Reduction Act, Act the, that does the exact opposite. Right. The Affordable the safe, Care Act. Yes. The Safety Act now for Illinois. Does the exact opposite. He said that um, this was his his take on it. And I and I really like his take. He said, you know, the devil is mad because he's being every he's being exposed everywhere. So this stuff, he just doesn't care anymore to hide it in plain sight. He's exposing. I mean, he's he's out there. It's out there blatantly. And um, he knows that these are his this is his last leg and it's not going to stand for much longer because people like you and me and other people out there, other Americans are exposing it and getting on this. Listen, you're either on this train or you're not. You're either on this evil train or you're on the right train. Yeah. And the devil's upset and he's all, he's like, well, we're just going to throw it out there and people are going to deal with it and people are going to abide by it or not. And that's not how America works. Right. So oh, yeah. I, I'm standing on the fact that I don't believe that God has lifted his hand off of our nation. That's what I'm standing I, on. Well, in times like these, you have to just rely on faith. I mean, you have to, obviously you do what you can do. You and I doing this podcast, I'll make a TikTok every once in a while, you know, about so, something along these lines, but I, within yourself to, to maintain your own sanity, you just have to have faith. Yeah. You know, but that's true i don't know thank you craig for sending that in that was that was a i'm glad that you alerted me to that and then i kept my eye out for it and then we had this mayor give us the perfect sound bite for it so that was great mm-hmm. so uh uh-oh what's this <laughs> we know what this is <laughs> Gender update. And uh, we're winning. We are winning. We got to keep fighting, but this is a story that was worth sharing, okay? Foxnews.com headline Kansas teacher wins $95,000 after school pushed her to deceive parents about students' gender identity. So if that headline was hard to follow, the story is not. It is, yeah. The story is not. Okay. Pamela Rickard, that's the teacher, argued that deceiving parents about their children's pronouns was against Christian beliefs. She argued that school administrators in Kansas had demanded that she use students' preferred gender pronouns in classrooms, but avoid using them when speaking to parents. Rickard sued, arguing such deception, lying, Mm -hmm. was against her Christian beliefs. So this is the way this works. Uh, The eight-year-old little boy right here, Mm -hmm. who is being propagandized by the media that 
being a furry or being trans or whatever is perfectly fine. The eight li- eight-year-old little boy tells the teacher, I want to be referred to as she. Mm-hmm. I want girl. to be a girl. Okay. The school district told Rickard, you have to abide by that little eight-year-old's wishes. You have to tell them or call him a she. Mm-hmm. If that's what this eight-year-old wants, you have to call her a she. But when parent-student-teacher conferences come, you can't tell the parent you're doing that. Mm. That is where this story went. And that is absolute lying. If it's good enough for me, if, if, as a school district, if you're going to tell me that I have to abide by whatever this little eight-year-old says they are, if it's a true boy, but you just say she, it, he says he wants to be a girl, and I have to follow that, well, you can bet your ass I'm going to tell mom and dad, nope, can't do that, can't do that. You got to lie to mom and dad. Mom and dad ask, yeah, he's a great student. But in class, she is a great student. Moving on in the story, no school district should ever force teachers to willfully deceive parents or engage in any speech that violates their deeply held religious beliefs, her lawyer said. The Geary County School District unsuccessfully tried to convince a federal court that a teacher should completely avoid using a child's name during a parent-teacher conference in order to hide new names and genders being used by the school for a child in the classroom, the attorney said. Absurdity and deception has its limits, especially in federal court, and I'm glad the case clarifies the financial stakes for school boards Mm -hmm. if they attempt to force teachers to lie to parents about their students. Mm -hmm. The... (laughs) And go figure, the district school board rescinded its policy of deceiving parents soon after Rickard filed her lawsuit. (laughs) But this just goes to show, call these people out. Mm -hmm. Make noise. Hold them accountable. Obviously, in in our school district, I've never heard anything like this. This is pretty extreme. Mm -hmm. But this is Kansas. This is not California. Uh, just makes me think that somewhere in Illinois, maybe not here where I'm at, but somewhere in Illinois, this same damn thing's happening. It's got to be. And I hope that there is a good Christian person. Actually, don't even have to be Christian. But you know what? That's the basis of it. Because it is. She's, it is Christianity. She says, this is my faith and I can't, I can't consciously do this and be okay with it. It's, it's lying and I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. You can't force me yep. to lie. Yep. That's exactly right. Based off of my faith. Thou shalt not lie. (laughs) Wasn't that a commandment? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to the teacher of the week, Pamela Rickard. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you save that $95,000 and it goes towards your retirement. Yeah. That's that's wonderful news. That is. That should be that should be an example to all. That's, that's this is what mainstream media should should be talking about. Instead, we're talking about the queen. The queen, exactly. The wall to wall queen. I got to thinking about this just this morning as I was putting all this stuff together. I think the reason a lot of the reason this podcast has went over so well is because I search for the shit that the that the normal media doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. They write a blurb about it. They write about it, but it ends up in the oblivion of the internet, never to be found again. Mm-hmm. And I go out and I search for it. And that's one thing, you know, as, as much of a dumpster fire that Twitter is, I get a lot of leads anyway to news from Twitter. Somebody will share something that prompts me to go do a little bit of research. And before you know it, I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So 
that is the one good thing about Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, ah, from Bloomberg, headline, the IRS is coming for your Venmo income. Do you have Venmo? I do, yes. You do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. What is that? How does that work? It's like PayPal. So, if I have Venmo and you have Venmo. Is it PayPal? Well, PayPal is in this article. Yeah, it's like PayPal. So, if I have Venmo and you have Venmo, and let's say that uh, uh, you cut my hair Uh and it costs $20, can I Venmo you 20 bucks to pay it and we go to our separate ways? Mm -hmm. I can transfer that to my bank account. So, it's actually, it's kind of a way to get around the credit card. Yes. Is there transaction fees associated with Venmo? Um, depends on how much, I think how much you, I, there may be a limit on it. I'm not sure. I don't use it very often. I know PayPal started, um, they started canceling people, which is why I deleted my PayPal account and then I got Venmo. Right. So, um, and I think they have a give. PayPal went woke is what you're saying. Right. PayPal went woke. Yeah. Venmo went woke. I think they started sending 1099 starting this year. They'll be, they'll over a certain amount. Well, then that means they're ahead of the curve. Cause I'm what, what I'm getting ready to read you. Uh huh. The the number ten ninety nine is in it a lot. Yeah, they're so, starting that this year. Yeah, because yeah. because of the Inflation Reduction Act and the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. They announced this last year that well, they were going to send out. I remember talking well, with then you, then Nicole I'm, Nicole about this because she's like, I'm I'm going to limit you know how much I use Venmo this and that, and I said, oh okay, well then I'll just make sure I always have cash on me. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean. <sighs> What an what a way! Let's just motivate people more. Let's make more money so we can tax it. Let's just uh, oh. let's just tax all the money. So let let me read this <laughs> the, the the two pulls that I got out of this article that I thought it was worth sharing with you guys. Okay, it makes me sick. It just it, this government makes me sick. Entrepreneurs and small business owners who use such services as Venmo, PayPal, eBay, eBay and Airbnb are about to find their digital payments facing more scrutiny. Small business owners, prepare yourselves for the era of the 1099-K. That's the tax form for disclosing transactions with services such as PayPal, Venmo, and Airbnb. Until this year, anyone with less than $20,000 in total payments typically didn't get a 1099k and thus, in theory, could avoid paying taxes on money earned on such platforms. So in other words, your hairdresser, as long as she only, she or he, brings in $19,000 via Venmo, I, there's nothing to tell the IRS that that $19,000 was transacted. If you didn't claim it on your taxes, which is illegal, but if you didn't, it's going to be hard to trace down. Harder, anyway. Not to say it's impossible, obviously. But it used to be $20,000. Those companies have now been required to report gross payments of more than $600 directly to the IRS. So... We go from 20000 down to six hundred. That means every small business owner, as well as people who sell anything on eBay, will receive a 1099K from any service provider where their income exceeds that amount. Just wait till they announce that Marketplace is doing this also. I guarantee <laughs> on you. On Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You. Absolutely. And they want to know if you sold it on Facebook. And I always, if I ever post anything on Marketplace, I always posted that I sold it somewhere else. 
But you know, there's message. There's messages there yeah. that can prove that you guys met up. There's the the GPS tracking. If you're, you know, meeting up with that person, they can prove that you were there meeting with the person. Maybe How? not How? that. With How the, are they going to prove that you were there? Because you're at, you're talking with that person via the app. You're not typically going cell phone to cell phone like text messaging or calling oh, each okay. other. You're talking. You're calling through Messenger. So then they're, you know, just like the technology that Greg Phillips used in 2000 Mules to find out where these people were, exactly where they were and who they were. <laughs> that Oh, I thought that technology that only worked if you were a January 6th rioter. <laughs> no. But it does not work if you are trying to I'm just saying, you just wait. You wait until Marketplace starts this stuff too, if they haven't already. I, I guarantee you some of these new IRS, IRS agents are going to be pushing... Yeah. The transactions on Facebook. That's just what they said. The IRS is coming for Venmo income. So uh, an anecdotal story here, which it's anecdotal, but I can tell you right now, it makes perfect sense. Lexi, who asked that her last name not be disclosed because she fears an IRS audit, as we all do, spends her weekends trolling flea markets, estate sales, and storage unit auctions for hidden treasures, such as vintage sunglasses and Nintendo Game Boys. Since 2013, she's sold these items, as well as some her old clothes and housewares on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, and Debop, whatever that is, earning as much as $15,000 extra a year. And because those companies didn't say anything to the IRS, well, she didn't either, which goes on all the time. And that's perfectly fine. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. But under the new regulations, if she raids her closet for a vintage dress to sell for $45, that $45 will con- will be considered taxable income unless she can provide the original receipt proving she's selling it at a loss. Listen to me. Did you just hear that? Yes. This doesn't make any sense because that money that she earned to pay $60 for that, uh, for that address originally, she worked... Therefore, she was taxed on that $60. Then the dress company who sold that dress to her actually had another tax on top of that. So she has it in her closet for a year and she says, well, I only wore this, you know, five times and I'm done wearing it. I'm going to sell it again. And then it's going to be taxed again. Yeah. Well, but she's got to prove she's selling it at a loss. Yeah. What a joke. No. So that makes that being... The businessman comes out, the business brain in me comes out then. How is that going to be taxed? In, it can't be taxed as income. If it's, if it's to be taxed as income, it means she should have been able to write off the cost of that dress the day she bought it. Right. Okay? Yeah. So basically, from what I'm reading here, if she can't prove that she's selling it at a loss, I think it can only be taxed as capital gains. Okay. Okay. Now, for the IRS to tax that at capital gains, they got to know what she paid for it. But if she doesn't have the receipt, how the hell do they know what she paid for? You know, in other words, if she bought the dress for 60 bucks and then sold it for 70, that $10 profit would be subject to capital gains. It's like farmland. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to prove what you bought it for to begin with. Farmland, you can. But a freaking dress? And how much are we paying 87,000 IRS agents to go out and collect this ten this 23% of $10? Mm-hmm. I, this is ridiculous. You know, millionaires and billionaires, 
they're not if they're cheating on their taxes it's it's not at six hundred dollars at a time so you tell me how this new eighty seven thousand IRS agent, how is this not targeting the lower middle class and and that John Pierre the dipshit spokesperson for the White House you know who I'm talking about mm-hmm. she just told Peter Ducey this is only for people that make more for more than four hundred thousand dollars a year I can tell you right now. Any person making over $400,000 a year is not selling shit on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I should say, not selling dresses on Facebook Marketplace. Any person making $400,000 a year is not going to flea markets. You know, mm-hmm. they're not looking for Nintendo Game Boys to see if they can flip for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you tell me how this is not directly the bullseye is on middle and lower class here. And like I said, in much... How much money are we going to spend on an $82,000 a year? Because I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Each one of these new IRS agents start at $82,000 a year. Mm. We're going to pay somebody $82,000 a year to go try to collect 23% of 10 or 20 bucks. How many times you got to do that for that just to break even? You're, there's no way. You there's can, no there's freaking no way. way. But, you know, like eBay and paypal etsy these people are all protesting this because they don't want to be in charge of collecting tax id numbers social security numbers and then sending the 1099s i mean the paperwork burden for these people alone it's going to be horrible mm-hmm. but just a government that is completely out of control just this is unbelievable unbelievable speaking of out of control government how was that biden speech that happened last week Thank God I didn't watch it, but I saw all the pictures of him looking like Hitler standing there. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have a swastika on his arm because yeah. it's exactly what it looked like, the red lighting behind him, mm-hmm. the two Marines. Do you not, I mean, is this not, so people who think that that it's not that big of a deal, I mean, do you do you think that they're seeing it now, that it is kind of a big deal and it is kind of like demeaning or? What, Bi- what Biden said? Just, yeah. He just pitted, yeah. he, he just, he's trying to create war. A civil war, I should say. Mm-hmm. Between people. Well, I mean, he, he essentially makes fun of the MAGA crowd, which I'm part of. And how, Republican or Democrat, do you... MAGA, make America great again. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. How can you disagree with that statement? We can disagree the route we need to go to make it happen. But mm-hmm. if you're a MAGA, make America great again. But he's sitting there and he's basically said, any of you MAGA people... You Donald Trump extremist, you think that your gun is going to save you from your government? Your gun ain't going to save you from an F-15 jet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? You are one of the dumbest bastards I've ever seen in my life. Even if you thought that, mm-hmm. to share that out loud as president of the United States, I cannot believe he said that. But you know what he's doing? Intimidating. Don't even try it. We rule you. You work for us. We don't work for you. Isn't it? It's so extreme and it's so. It flipped. is. Yeah. I cannot believe he said that. Yeah. And people say that Donald Trump is the fascist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a break. It's outrageous. It is. Something that I told you about last weekend or last week's program, but the headline, what now? Well, I found it because it came across here about five days ago and I made a TikTok about it. That's doing pretty well right now. From the Financial Times, headline, Russia switches off Europe's main gas pipeline until sanctions are lifted. Wait, wasn't the first story 
because it was a there was a gas leak, so they had to turn it off. Oh yeah, maintenance, uh, maintenance. It started as maintenance. I knew damn good and well the second that started. Right? It okay. wasn't maintenance. Okay, I didn't just dream that. Like that no, was, it was the maintenance. Sto- okay, okay, they turned it off because there of was some something wrong with the pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is right here. Funny you say that. You are, you're very astute. Mm. <laughs> Gaz- <laughs> Thank you. Gazprom. That's the name of the Russian gas company. Gazprom had previously said it was halting flows through the Nord Stream One because of a technical fault. Yeah, we all saw through that one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Russia's gas supplies to Euro- Russia's gas supplies to Europe via the Nord Stream One pipeline will not resume until the f- until full collective West lift until the full collective West lifts san- sanctions against Moscow over its invasion of Ukraine. The Kremlin has said. So basically, this is how Russia fights back. Is you know what you're going to sit here and you're going to put all kinds of sanctions on us. Well, we'll just put our own version of a sanction on Europe. We'll just stop sending them natural gas. You realize that over in Europe right now, firewood is becoming a commodity because of the oncoming winter. You know, Europe is pretty damn cold in the winter. You know, these people are going to freeze to death. You think so? Yes. You don't think it's just fear mongering? But I did I did read where, where they and, were going to start drilling again for, for natural gas. Where? Here? No, over um, over in Europe somewhere. Yes, okay, in well, Europe. Yeah. So even if they are going to start drilling, yeah, that shit doesn't show up overnight. Right, I know that, but I they've mean, already started. And, and I the mean, bad thing started. about natural natural gas is you don't typically truck it; it goes through a pipeline. Yeah, that's how it's transported. It's through a pipeline. To yeah. truck, it's just super expensive. But what did they do before before this pipeline from Russia was there? But there's other pipelines. Yeah. It's just they're becoming outdated and going offline. So now the new one here. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that they had some new law that came through that like omit they they banned drilling for natural gas. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that that's what happened. Europe is at the forefront of this stupid ass Green New Deal Green stuff. New okay. Deal shit. That's exactly right. Okay. But you know, in my TikTok I said if we just connect a few dots here. Uh-huh. If natural gas prices go up, it takes a lot of natural gas to make nitrogen. Nitrogen prices are going to go up. Nitrogen price, I said this last week, nitrogen prices double again from where they're at. I just want to plant corn. Mm-hmm. And if there's no corn out there, I'm not saying it's going to be mass starvation, but I don't be surprised here if this continues and nitrogen Either we can't get our hands on it or we can't get our hands on very much of it because it's so damn expensive. If this continues, I'm not saying it's going to be mass starvation, but I'm going to tell you that a lot of the stuff that you enjoy right now, you just flat ass won't be able to afford. And some of the groceries, I could see certain items on grocery shelves just being out, kind of like the baby formula just got done with. Mm. And I never, I never even, damn it, this is America. We throw away more food than what we eat. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Think about how many times you go to a restaurant and you get done eating and hell, you send back a quarter of the steak and it just goes in the trash because you don't take it home for whatever reason. Same with a hamburger or french fry or whatever. Right. But it takes nutrient fertilizers and all these fertilizers. And we talk about nitrogen. Hell, DAP, potash. In order to refine all this stuff, take some heat. Well, natural gas is your heat source. So I, I'm just, um, it kind of, 
It, it doesn't scare me. We're, me and you are going to be fine. It, people in the country are going to be fine. But it scares me for somebody in suburban Chicago, suburban L.A., suburban St. Louis, you know, these people that they don't know shit from Shinola about growing anything. And, you know, on that TikTok thread, I, of course, people call me a liar and a fear monger and conspiracy theorists and shit like that in the comments. Oh, really? Certain ones have. Yeah, there's oh, okay. been certain people say that. Or, or the best one I got is uh, the Amish don't use fertilizers. They use animal manure, and they, they, they're able to raise crops and feed their people. And my response is like, yeah, I know. Manure works. It's a good good source of nutrients. No doubt about it. I got two things, though, associated with that manure. Number one, where's the manure come from? An animal. What's the animal eat? Corn. <laughs> Number two, the Amish isn't trying to feed the world. They're feeding their community. Mm-hmm. I, you, you can't compare these things to these mm-hmm. two things. I, I Just what it is. That's true. Yeah. You know, I, I've... I had one brainiac tell me that a well a soybean puts fixates nitrogen back into the ground, so you need to plant soybeans, then plant corn the next year, and put lime on it to adjust the pH every five years. I read that and I'm like, "You're an idiot." Well, why are they an idiot? Because I'm not a farmer; I'm just a farmer's wife. Yes, a, a soybean is a legume. <laughs> it does fixate some nitrogen into the ground, not near enough to raise a big corn crop. If, depending on your winter, much of it's even left come next spring. Like University of Illinois says, whenever you put a corn crop out, you need to look at what last year's, if you put it on ground that was beans last year, you need to look at the yield of your beans to try to come up with a number of the units of nitrogen, those beans fixated into the soil that you can add as credits to your corn crop so you don't have to put as much nitrogen on your corn crop the following year. In other words, instead of maybe putting... 200 pounds of nitrogen on your corn, maybe only put 160 because the other 40 came from your bean crop the previous year. I call bullshit on all that, but whatever. I, I, I don't count any units of nitrogen coming from my soybeans. Ah. None. Okay, so we're still not listening to the universities. Perfect. I, I don't listen to the university okay. data at all. <laughs> like, honestly, I... Okay. It, You've got to study your own stuff or else you don't know. Well, why would sure. I trust anything coming out of the same institution that wants to tell me that a, a boy is a girl and a girl's a boy? Yeah, good you, point. You're going to tell me about nitrogen going in the ground? I just wanted to make sure that we haven't changed, you know, that that we're not listening to them on certain things. And do you and then think that, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And do you think that a university couldn't be bought, bought and paid for by <laughs> big nitrogen or big phosphorus or... Or big seed, mm-hmm. big chemical. Yeah. I mean. You know, just to, just to note on that, big pharma too, because Bayer is now a big ag. Oh, they bought Monsanto. Okay. So yeah. I was a pharmacy technician all through college and Bayer was like the biggest pharmaceutical company. One of the biggest. Like. Right. Bayer was huge. And so whenever you started getting Bayer magazines. Yeah. And I think I saw him at my dad's office too, who's a veterinarian. And I'm like, wait a second. Bayer is which Bayer would give him, you know, the pharmacy stuff or whatever. And then you get the ag magazine too. I find that interesting. Yeah. That's just very interesting. And I've got nothing against Monsanto or Bayer. They've done, mm. they've done tons, yeah. tons for feeding the world. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody in the city says. They're awful, awful companies, awful people. The, their mm-hmm. technology they've developed, I mean, has fed a lot of people. I will say on Telegram, the whole there is a, an entire movement of limiting um, food to the plate, to your plate, like you and I. So there, there are groups out there all around the country 
in the U.S. specifically saying, let's let's decrease the steps from food grown to putting it on our plate. How oh, can yeah. we do it's that? Called, yeah, like the fork to plate movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's been yeah. around a while. No, I, I mean, there's a huge, it's a huge it's movement. It's getting bigger. Right yes. Like they want, they want to be able to say this ear of corn was grown in this field. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or this, this cow came this, from this feedlot. Mm-hmm. And this egg is, you know, we have the chickens that lay these eggs so that we know exactly what that chicken was fed so that we know what nutrients we are actually getting instead of, you know, a huge chicken farm land bunches of eggs and slaughter and a bunches of chickens. And then it goes to a processor and then it goes to a manufacturer and then it gets, and you have no it, idea ultimately and you've where got that a, chicken came from. A pack, yeah. It could be coming from China. That's why we called Walmart. We wanted to make sure our chicken wasn't coming from China. <laughs> like, okay. So this is an off brand. It's a Walmart brand chicken. We just want to make sure that this chicken was in the U S raised on a farm somewhere here in the States. Sure. Can you confirm that for me? And they couldn't. He did. Yeah, they did. They did? Yeah. They said that this chicken, this off-brand chicken, was actually grown, raised, and processed at the Tyson manufacturer down in Bentonville, Arkansas, or somewhere. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. There was That's a, right. It was off-brand chicken, but it was still Tyson. And I'm sure they would Tyson. never lie about that. Right. Well, we just talked to the front guy. I'm serious, though. I like, know that. This, I like, know some that. Some of this shit is just unrealistic. Yeah. It's totally unrealistic. Yeah. Prove. I wanted to, what did that chicken's picture, what did that chicken's uh, high school graduation <laughs> picture look like? I want to see that chicken, what he looked like before he's on my plate. You think? Prove it. Why? But I'm just saying, you can't. Yeah. You just can't. When you deal with the volume like that, you mm-hmm. can't. That's like if a, 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 a barge load of grain, of, of corn, ended up over in China. They test it for aflatox and they find it. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, okay, well, where'd this corn come from? Well, we know it came from New Orleans. Well, where'd it come from before that? Well, I don't know. They offloaded a barge down there, put it in this bin number four. Mm-hmm. Bin number four then went to this ocean-carrying vessel yeah. and then headed over here. Well, how did it get into bin four? At some point, you're just going to... They can't tell me that yeah. that was my bushel of corn that had the aflatoxin in it. It's just bullshit. Mm. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm canning this year for the first time. Before you and I met, I used to can a lot, or I canned with a girlfriend for two or three years. We did it every year. And um, this year alone, like, I've just been encouraged a little bit more to get my, get, <laughs> after having Alden, I just, I just lost it. And then I worked so much before that, I just didn't have the time to can and right. pickle and stuff. And so this year I've actually, sure. I'm doing it. So. Sure. I, because I've been encouraged because everybody, there's a lot of people that are doing it these days. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's, that's fine. But as for tracing all this stuff, I just, I, that's like whenever there's a salmonella outbreak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, I read the one not too long ago. It happened with Wendy's up in Michigan. I think it was traced back to all the Wendy's in Michigan. So they go to, they go to the Wendy's in Michigan and they start asking, Hey, where did you get your lettuce from? Well, here's our four sources or five sources of lettuce. So then they go back and they just shut all those farms down. For real. Or or make those farms throw away their produce. Mm-hmm. They knew it came from one of the five, but they don't know which one. That's not what I call tracing. That's pretty broad spectrum. Just, well, you're guilt by association here. I can't prove that it came from your farm, but you can't prove that it didn't. Right. So we're just going to throw it all out and sorry, guy. Gosh. That's why this tracing, I don't know. I 
And and you know what? There's probably somebody that's listening out here right now. It might be a they produce chickens and they can say, no, this is this is actually how this does work. Mm-hmm. I and I'd be interested to hear it. Well, we did get a few emails about that bird flu. You know, whenever that was coming yeah. down, and they said that they were probably going to have to cull. They were culling well, in, sure. in the town next to them, so they'd probably have to cull what they've got because of the bird flu. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. But they couldn't tell that specific farm. Yeah. This is where it came from. This chicken's last name was Peter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's our last name. That's the only reason I said that. I know. I was just okay. thinking. Well, about, your like, face. Was well, like, because my mind automatically went to Rooster Peter, then this, Cock Peter, this, and then all this, these this, other things. I just—that's okay. my mind went right there, and I'm like, "Why did you say Peter?" This chicken's <laughs> last name was Hillabo. This chicken's last name was Gayer. This chicken, yeah. as Cock's last name's Gayer. <laughs> Jeez, here we go again. <laughs> my favorite thing to do with my mom, and if she ever listens to this, she'll be like, oh my gosh, Jessica, I can't believe you told anybody that. But when anytime we go shopping, of course, people decorate their kitchens with chickens. No matter where you're at, if you're in a home decor store, you're going to find chickens. That is true. Yes. So anytime, <laughs> anytime I see a chicken, I'll whisper to my mom, hey mom, go look at that over there. That cough? Uh, yeah, that's what oh. I call it. <laughs> do you say the real word to your yes, mom? Yes, I do. Why won't you say it on it's, the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's really funny, and I don't typically talk like that. So okay. <laughs> and then we just get really embarrassed together. <laughs> well, oh. the rest of the Change show. Change the subject, please. The, I am. Thank you. The rest of the show <laughs> is all about what this climate change bullshit gets you. So if you're ever going to subscribe to this idea that I'm going to help uh, delete climate change. I'm going to save the world by putting solar panels on my house, buying an electric vehicle, keeping my uh, thermostat at a couple degrees higher or lower than where I normally would. Got some stories for you. Okay. Foxbusiness.com. Headline, Colorado Utility Company locks 22,000 thermostats in 90-degree weather due to energy emergency. (laughs) It sure sounds good to be disconnected. <laughs> so I you guess know. these people with smart homes, mm-hmm. their energy, they volunteer for this. There's incentives. Uh, what I read was uh, a person could get $100 cash plus $25 a year off of their energy bill if they allow the energy company to adjust their thermostat. Whoa. So thousands of utility company customers in Colorado were locked out of changing the thermostats due to an energy emergency sparking outrage that spilled onto social media. (laughs) This is so funny. This is just so damn funny. XL Energy, a utility company based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, confirmed that 22,000 customers in the Denver, Colorado area who signed up for the Colorado AC Rewards Program were locked out of their thermostats for several hours on Tuesday. <laughs> Tony, an XL Energy customer in Arveda, Colorado, uh, said that he attempted to turn up the air conditioning as temperatures creeped into the 90s on Tuesday, but was greeted with a message on the thermostat declaring an energy emergency and preventing him from turning the dial. He said some customers posted on social media they were stuck in their house with temperatures as high as 88 degrees and they could not adjust their thermostat. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that they could plug in fans? (laughs) Well, this is because this this is is, this is the way that they control their air conditioning. Yeah. 
is via their thermostat. This is this is what the old quote unquote smart home is. You know, like you've seen the things where if me and you are at Fort Walton Beach, we can look and see. We don't have it, but we yeah. we have the capability now. If we wanted to put in a smart thermostat, we could see what the temperature is in here yeah. and adjust it from Florida. Yeah. Well, I guess these people are given the same adjustment capability to their uh, electric company. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know, you know, they're only liberal climate change Nazis are signing up for dumb shit like this. And they're getting exactly what they pay for. I don't here. know, Ryan. I think that some people actually think that, you know, volunteering for this stuff, they're going to do something good. They're just going to sign on with this. Maybe they get a discounted rate or something for, for they got a hundred dollars cash for signing up and okay. 25 or $25 a year. Oh, deduction, not a month. A year. Okay, but I can't... The statement that you just made about only Democrat dummies doing this, I really don't think that only Democrats are doing this. I think only tree huggers do this shit. I really do. (laughs) I I don't think so. (laughs) There is no way in hell I'm giving a power company control over my thermostat whenever I'm the one buying the electric. Yeah. I... It's nuts. I thought that was a great story. Yeah. It's nutty. Ryan, that's nutty. Yeah. Being offline sounds so attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. (sighs) That leads leads me into all the conspiracy theories. (laughs) You remember remember the burning ship story? The one that was out, oh, with all the electric cars? Yes. A car battery caught on fire? Yeah, and it burnt to the ground finally, and it was like... Well, it didn't burn to the ground, it burnt to the uh, seafloor. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, like they, they just kept burning and burning. They couldn't put the fire out because of the certain... Yeah. Was the, it the lithium battery? The lithium batteries, batteries yeah. were, were on okay. fire, and they can't put them out. Yeah, it's but a they were, real thing. Were they luxury electric cars? Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah. them Porsches and Lamb- Lamborghinis, and, okay. and I mean... It wasn't all electric cars that was on that ship, uh-huh. but what caught fire was electric cars, which ended up burning the whole ship down and it sunk it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, this is why insurance is so high. Going right along <laughs> with that story. This is, this is hilarious. Okay. From motorbiscuit.com. Fire danger. Here's your headline. Fire danger. Underground parking lot bans electric vehicles. <laughs> You're kidding. No. You're kidding. Okay. Heat and fire rise. So what does that mean for (laughs) underground housing of vehicles? This happened in Germany. A Volkswagen Golf, I guess that's a small car, caught fire in a parking garage. It was not an EV. But according to In Franken, whatever that is, I think that is a, a newspaper over in Germany. When repairs were made and the garage reopened, users were met with a new rule. The civil engineering department posted, in the future, electric and hybrid vehicles will no longer be allowed to park in the underground car park. (laughs) Turning the page. (laughs) The reason given by the civil engineering department explained it in a bit more detail why. It said that fire brigades cannot extinguish these lithium-ion battery fires, so their procedure is to let them burn themselves out. Oh, my. So if you have an electric car parked in one of these garages and it goes up in flames, there's just nothing you can do. So we still haven't found the electric lithium battery fire extinguisher? Is that the problem? 
Like we can't find, yeah. we don't have that in manufacturing yet, or we just don't have the right <laughs> antidote. But, well, the problem is these lithium batteries don't need oxygen to burn. That's the reason a fire extinguisher or water works to put a fire out. It gets rid of the oxygen. You yeah. don't have oxygen, you can't burn. You suffocate it, yeah. So water won't put it out. A fire extinguisher won't put it out because it's 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 not a fire like the fire we think about that, that needs oxygen to burn. These lithium ion, ion batteries is more of a chemical reaction. And so therefore you can't put them out. Do we know what puts it out though? Like does anybody? I well, they just said their protocol is to let them burn and ask the people on that ship. Their protocol, they let it burn. I mean, what are you going to do? I, yeah. And I'm sure this this problem has not been solved yet. Like these Obviously people with not. electric yeah. vehicles, mm -hmm. even if I had one, I don't know that I would want to pull it in my, my garage. You know what? We need to ask Jeremy if he's if he's pulled the trigger on his electric. He thought about getting one to toot around town yeah. with. And I wonder if he'd pull it in his garage. I, you ought to ask him. Yeah. Yeah, so Jeremy, Jeremy from, from Panama, Panama City, I know that you're listening. <laughs> if you did get your EV, and if you are still going to, will you park it in your garage? You know, you think about farm equipment. Uh huh. You know, we we heard, and I never, I, it was never verified that this was actually true, but we heard that story that John Deere was going to send three electric combines to some farmer somewhere, right? And they were going to use them this fall, but it was not verified. Yeah, it was so. unsubstantiated yeah. claim. I don't, I don't have any idea. Let's just assume that it was true, though. Uh -huh. Would you want? I mean, these electric combines, they, I'm sure, if it's a John Deere, it's going to be nine hundred thousand dollars at least, especially new technology. Would you want? Your $900,000 piece of farm equipment sitting in a barn that has $5 million worth of farm equipment in there, knowing that if it caught on fire, she's all going up. I wouldn't let you think park that thing next to the house. Just saying. Right. If you had an electric combine with a big old battery, because if you, if you can imagine the damage these car batteries would do, or the amount of batteries that a combine would have... No, you're not. You're not I, putting I, that thing next to the house. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Or just park it in a barn with yeah. the rest of your farm equipment. No. It just sounds like sounds like a disaster. Uh huh. I mean, can you imagine something catching on fire in a barn that you can't put out? No. With all that other farm equipment in there. Uh uh. No. Holy cow. And then and then you're sitting. You've got some sort of fuel next to. Typically, on a farm, you have fuel around, right? Sure. So if you catch everything on it, like well, next hell, these to tractors it, nowadays hold three and four hundred gallons of fuel by themselves, but not the electric combine. So, oh, true. But you're going to be next to something that's got fuel in it more right. than likely. Holy cow! Well, this story goes what on to say that, no. that insurance companies see the same risk whether they're in Germany or Florida. Yeah, insurance companies in America are starting to watch this now because I guess they finally paid out enough claims. They're like. You know, I don't know that we want to uh, insure a car that's going to be parked in a parking garage. I wonder how long it'll be if they don't figure out a way to very quickly and efficiently put these lithium-ion batteries that's catching on fire out. I wonder how long it will be before an insurance company asks you your homeowner's insurance. It says, hey, do you have an electric car? Yeah. <laughs> do you park it in the garage? I'm just saying. Insurance companies you, aren't stupid, and they're not, they're not out here to pay claims. We all know that. Please tell me you have that song, Isn't It Ironic, queued up. I hate Alanis Morissette, <laughs> so I will never have that queued up. I hate it would be Morissette. It would be a good song a for person. this. I hate her music. Yeah, okay. But, Isn't it ironic? Uh, I don't have the headline. Yeah, I don't have the headline, I don't think. There was another story I read, though, that, um, yeah, I don't have it. Dang it. There was a UPS jet back in 2010 
that had lithium ion batteries in it. 747. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lithium ion batteries caught on fire right after takeoff. They were at 21,000 feet, and they did not have time to turn the jet around and put it back on the on the runway, and it crashed over by Dubai. My goodness. Yep. Brought down the whole damn jet. Killed everybody on board? Well, it's a UPS jet, so there's only a pilot and a co-pilot. So, I mean, but, but, yes, yes, but they, they died. died. Yeah. They died, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. 21,000 feet is not very high. No, I mean, that's just after takeoff. For a, for a commercial airliner, yeah. Wow. So. Okay. From the Epoch Times headline, sticking with your electric cars. You can't wait. Millions of electric car batteries retiring by 2030. Are we ready to deal with what could be ticking time bombs? Oh. Tucked within the sprawling Chicago suburb, suburbs is the town of Morris, Illinois. Around midday on June 29, 2021, the fire department received a call that a warehouse fire had broken out on a structure that many residents assumed was just an abandoned building. The call came from someone who claimed to be an employee for a company that was storing 200,000 pounds of batteries in a building, most of which were lithium. Oh my gosh. Fire Chief Tracy Steffs told reporters that it was the first time his department had ever fought a lithium fire. Mitigating traditional fires is done by using water or chemicals to cut off the supply of oxygen. However, lithium is unique in that it doesn't require oxygen to burn. Once ignited, it creates what Tracy said, a thermal runway, which is incredibly challenging to control. Once the battery goes into that state, stopping it is next to impossible, Tracy said. So... Now, there, like I said, there's a problem with these lithium batteries, obviously. And I don't care. The media is not going to tell you this because they're all on board for the new green deal. We're going we're to save the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the problem also now is once the battery gets weak enough that where it's not quite as effective in your car, what do you do with it? Uh, in this, I didn't do this pull quote from this, but I, uh, there was a person from Viola, the trash picker upper people. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Republic Services, okay. their competition, I'm sure. Yeah. Or maybe Republic is a viola company. I don't know. You're not allowed just to take these batteries and throw them in the landfill because they're lithium batteries. So now the question is, is, what do you do? How do you recycle them? Where do they go? Some people say that once the battery gets too weak to run your car, you can still use it in your house with household items. Do you want to bring that in your house? I mean, no. I just, but this is the problem they're starting to come up with. By 2030, they're figuring like 6 million of these batteries are going to be laying around. Nobody knows what to do with them. So, and your final story for the Bushels and Barrels program dated September 9th, 2022. Amazon, this is from foxbusiness.com. Continuing the climate change saga, Amazon temporarily shuts down solar rooftops at all U.S. facilities due to fire. <laughs> <laughs> a fire broke out at an amazon warehouse in maryland in june of 2021 due to an unspecified event of involving the solar panel system a string of recent fires at an amazon fulfillment centers i guess this has happened more than once a string of recent fires at amazon fulfillment centers and other facilities forced the e-commerce giant to temporarily shut down rooftop solar panels that were blamed for the costly blazes According to internal documents obtained by CNBC, which originally reported the news, Amazon experienced critical fire or arc flash events at six sites in North America with solar installations, representing about 12.7 of all applicable facilities. 12.7 of 12.7% of Amazon's buildings have caught on fire due to solar panels. Whoa. 
That's significant, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is unbelievable. So, Solar panels and lithium-ion batteries. So, so if it's not the lithium batteries that's catching on fire, it's the it's, solar panels yeah. that charge them that's catching yeah. on fire. What was the comment? When you read this earlier the week, this week, you said this is the best comment I've seen about this story. Do you so, have it? So, so I'm on Twitter, and that's where I saw this story the first time. And I go through and read yeah. the comments, because sometimes the comments are just golden. And this guy named Eric Helwig, uh, at coach underscore Helwig on Twitter, he just commented underneath the story. He said, so a giant magnifying glass over one's home to provide it heat is probably a bad idea? Question mark. <laughs> I think that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh my goodness you just can't make this shit up you know that mm, it's real it's just <laughs> how dumb how dumb is it as andrew womack said how dumb can you get and still breathe that's about right and he's a preacher <laughs> yeah he's not a preacher he's a bible teacher a but bible teacher my yeah bad. yeah anyway yeah. he didn't have a church he has a he obviously church. didn't go to aca yeah. if he's not a no. preacher <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I this is dumb stuff. Oh my goodness! This is. Yeah, so I dumb. love bringing people this news that does mm -hmm. not get reported on. But I mean, it's legit news. It is legit. And if you notice, I'm trying to cite my sources. Uh huh. Like Epoch Fox Business. I'm yeah. trying to let people yeah. know. Listen, I'm not making this shit up. I re I get this. Is uh -huh. what I'm getting. Anybody out there can go get. Right. But. You know, it just takes a little bit of effort to go do it and then prepare. I like for the how show. you compile it. Yeah, do I okay. do. Good. I do. Good. Yeah. So as we're as we're getting ready for the end of the show, um, can you? Why is it important that we as Americans vote? In your opinion, Ryan? Well, it's, I, why is it important to have any kind of patriotism at all? As we're coming up on September 11th, there are so many people that's died for this country because of our constitution. What is that? I mean, how is that significant? I'm asking the, you these these questions because I think I, I don't the, think that, our constitution is what yeah. our constitution and bill of rights is what made this country what it is. It protected the people from the government so that a tyrannical government can be brought can be reined back in. I'm a patriot because I believe in those documents. I don't think they're living and breathing. I think they are on a piece of paper. It's rules, black and white. I think that they are what preserves capitalism, which is what has made this country the greatest country ever to exist on the face of the earth. It has brought more people prosperity than any other, any other type of government. Socialism, communism, doesn't work. And I know a socialist will sit there and say, well, yeah, but they haven't tried my kind of socialism. Your kind of socialism doesn't work either because all you do is you you rob from the people who produce and give it to the lazy asses, the people that don't want to. I, I, I love this place. We got a lot of shit wrong. I cannot believe how backwards we came in, in 18 months, but it's not over. And because of our constitution, freedom of religion, God's hands, and I could say this out loud, God's hands is still all over this place. And, you know, we had a story today about the teacher in Kansas that won that battle. God's hands was right there. So why do I vote? I want to vote people in that think just like me, that want to preserve this place, that just love this place. I want to vote people in that respect our military. I want to vote people in that celebrate and commemorate the lives that were lost in order to have this place. Now, I'm only one vote. 
If it gets stolen beyond me voting, I can't do anything about that except for try in whatever fashion I can to keep it from happening again. But I know one thing. If I don't go to the polls in November, I know who doesn't get a vote. I know they don't then. Mm -hmm. At least I can go to the polls in November and hope it ends up for Darren Bailey. Hope it ends up for Mary Miller. Mm -hmm. Dave Severn, whoever I'm going to vote for. Mm -hmm. But if I don't go vote, I know they're not going to get get my get my vote. Yeah. And and to do that, all that is, in my opinion, is a vote for the people I don't want running this place. The people that do uh, have the safety act and get it passed in Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's why I vote. Okay. And that's what patriotism is to me. Yeah. That and shouting it from the rooftops, and don't be don't be apologetic. The shit that I say on this program, I mean, I've heard people say, "I can't believe you said that." Mm-hmm. I look at him and say, I can't believe you're not saying it. What the hell are you waiting on? My Society to accept non-political speak, you know, non-politically incorrect speak. You can't offend yeah. anyone. Yeah. But the, the conundrum I have with this mentality that you can't offend anyone, what if I'm offended by you telling me I can't offend somebody? Because I am. Yeah. And I guarantee to you, the trans community doesn't give a shit if they offend me if their lifestyle is offensive yeah that's right Mm -hmm. they don't give a shit if it offends me and i think it's damaging my four-year-old even in my seven even my 17 year old as well yeah they don't care if they offend me i'm just not allowed to offend them well truck you yeah right yep i'm gonna offend you i'm gonna stand up for what i think's right and I think these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. I think they're absolutely crazy and they, they they get way too much way too much media. Stepping back and looking at where we have been in the last 18 months or since the the inauguration and stuff, we have come so far. There's so many different dividing lines between Americans. It's so crazy how far and divided we are right now as a country. It's crazy. I mean, I think people are waking up and continuing to wake up of, you know, the the evil and, I guess, wrongness. Is that even a word? The wrongness of, of some of these policies they put into place. And I, I just, to me, I feel like we are we are all need to be coming together instead of dividing each other and, and being able to speak for truth. And just like not being able to, you know... <laughs> not wanting their child to, to be a preacher when they grow up. Like it's okay. We should be talking about God because that's where, that's how our foundation, it was, that's what we were founded on. Right. And we should be bringing that back. I do agree. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree. I won't be surprised if, if there is a, um, another case brought to the Supreme court saying, you know, we're going to allow prayer in school and this is what we're going to do. And every time something like that, if that would happen, mm-hmm. It needs to be celebrated by people like us. Absolutely. And that we need to recognize those as victories. Yes. Yeah. Bring attention you know? to it. Mm-hmm. But as for what you just said, everybody coming together, that's never going to happen. We're always going to have differing opinions. There's always, there's always going to be a segment of the population. No, that, I'm talking about American patriotism as a whole. Like, do, do you remember, regardless of political party and affiliation, in, in after 9-11 and for, I would say, 10 years after that, People came together regardless. I wouldn't say 10 years. I would say two years, maybe. You think only two? 
Yeah, I mean, hell. I don't know. There's you still had the divider in chief, Barack Obama, get elected in 2008. That was only seven years after 9-11. Yeah, well. And I mean... That's when racism really started showing that's up. That's when it started mm-hmm. showing back. We were all accused of being racist. Yeah. And if Obama would get elected, we're not racist anymore. And I'll be damned if I, at 43 years old, I hear more about racism on TV than I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Inclusivity. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, we're never all going to come together. That's all there is to it. So since, I mean, knowing that, you just got to fight back. You got to protect your family mm-hmm. from... This, this garbage they try to shove down your throat. And once again, yeah. if a person is a boy and they are an adult and for whatever effed up reason they want to go get their genitals mutilated and change into a girl, I, go do it. The last thing I want to hear from you is that I'm stupid for not doing it mm-hmm. and that they're being discriminated against because they can't go teach it to my kids. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it and I'm not going to. You don't have to. We don't have to. I'm going to call you an effing retard for doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let my kids around you. And if you think I'm an asshole for that, hey, whatever. Yeah. Think that. Yeah. (laughs) Because your way of lifestyle is offensive. It offends me. It offends us as a family. It offends our nuclear family. And you don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So be offended if we don't. Yeah, be offended. I don't care. Yeah. I I I really don't care. I'm allowed to offend you. You're allowed to offend me. Mm-hmm. We don't all have to get along. I just wanted that people That doesn't mean I'm going to be an asshole to anybody. But right. if you start being an asshole to me, I mean, I'll be the first to introduce you to being an asshole back. Sure. So, I just wanted people to 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 get a differing opinion, maybe maybe your opinion on on what it means to be a patriot. Why do you vote? Why does it matter? Why does it even matter? I love this place. When people, when people, you know, and I, and I think of Tony immediately, Tony Reed, whenever he says, you know, I'm never going to vote. This is not, it's not, there's not, it's not worth it. You know, when so many people agree with him and I can, I can understand why they would agree with him. But in, in the way that you think, what is that? I see why he thinks the way he thinks. Sure. You know what? And, and, you know, Tony and I have this discussion. I like Tony a lot. He's a hell of a good friend. He's just like, why do I want to go vote if we're just going to steal it anyway? Well, that's a good point. And here's why I go vote. It takes freaking five minutes. I see a few of my neighbors I get to say hello to that I otherwise wouldn't get to see very often. Or I don't see very often. And what if it does count? What if it does count? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why. Yeah. We've seen close elections where the Republican ended up winning. Well, what if it does count? I'm pretty sure that's what happened in 2016, you know, with Hillary and Trump. Trump did win. No, but I I mean, they didn't, we, uh, the vote showed up. There were more people that showed up than what they anticipated. Yes. To even be able to rig the vote. Yes. That's, Dan Bongino says that all the time. And that's why, and that's why 2020 happened in outrageous numbers and. Except they made up their numbers. Exactly. A bunch of fake ass mail-in ballots, which they're doing again in Illinois. I might get that story out next week. Yeah. And then the, the drop boxes everywhere across the states. But anyway. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I am so glad you're here with us. Right before I leave, though, I do want to say something to you guys. We we started the program talking about the Queen and then the 9-11 and how I think 9-11 gotten, is getting the shaft this weekend, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, something I do want to say means that I was 
a skull full of mush, a 22-year-old know-it-all but who actually knew nothing uh, whenever 9-11 happened. There were, and now that I'm a dad too, I have a unique perspective. There were a lot of people that day that were being Americans. You're getting up, going to work, doing what they do, doing what they dreamed about doing. It was just another normal day. And there was a tremendous amount of moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas that didn't make it home that night through no fault of their own. They were in the wrong place during an evil time. And I challenge each and every one of you guys, if you still have your mom or dad or still have those kids, you just make sure that you tell them you love them and, and that, that you're proud of them. You know, you just, you just, you just love them because you just never can tell when being at the wrong place in an evil time might show up and just appreciate what you got because there's a lot of people that this weekend as they have for the past 21 years are going to be hurting really bad so that's all I got for this week well guys as usual Leah Thomas is still a boy And I apologize to Jesus this week because last week I almost forgot to tell you guys that Jesus is still our Savior. So Jesus, Jesus is still our Savior, right? Amen. You were born an American. (laughs) Don't forget to be one. Don't forget to be one. You guys, going out, the greatest country singer of all time, Alan Jackson. We'll see you next week. Adios. Where were you when the world stopped turning? That September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger And fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children who lost their dear loved ones pray for the ones who don't know? Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble and sobbed for the ones left below? Did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue and the heroes who died just doing what they do? Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young is love Where were you when the world stopped turning on that 
September day Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate Did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep. Did you notice the sunset the first time in ages? Speak to some stranger on the street. Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent whole movie you're watching? Turn on I Love Lucy reruns Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family Thank God you had somebody to love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. But I know Jesus and I've talked to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us, and the greatest is love. I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us and the greatest is love And the greatest is love And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day?